Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 525. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the legalization of marijuana because, yes, we had big news happen this week. We had a bill, H.R. 420, proposed to legalize marijuana federally. This is enormously huge news, and it's very exciting. And I want to share with you two articles that are about this. One is from hightimes.com, and the other is from the congressman and the bill itself. So we'll read about how they're wanting to legalize marijuana at the federal level, and also how they want to regulate it like alcohol and tobacco, and how it's going to really be positive for the medical marijuana stocks that we've been following, and my favorite MJ ETF. So let me share with you what was said. This actually was posted on February 8th, It's called the 420 bill to federally legalize marijuana has officially been introduced. And it was written by A.J. Harrington. And it says, a federal bill that would legalize cannabis and regulate it like alcohol was introduced in the Senate on Friday by Democratic Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon. The bill, the Marijuana Revenue and Regulation Act, has been designated as S420 by Wyden and is a companion measure to H.R. 420, which was introduced in the House of Representatives by fellow Oregon Democrat Representative Earl Blumenauer last month. A Democratic aide to the Senate Finance Committee, where Wyden is the ranking member, said the bill aims to responsibly legalize, tax, and regulate marijuana at the federal level, according to media reports. Wyden said in a press release on Friday, that now is the time for cannabis reform at the national level. The federal prohibition of marijuana is wrong, plain and simple. Too many lives have been wasted. Too many economic opportunities have been missed, Wyden said. It's time Congress made the changes Oregonians and Americans across the country are demanding. Bluenauer agreed, noting that voters' opinions on cannabis have changed and that their representatives in Congress should follow suit. Oregon has been and continues to be a leader in common sense marijuana policies and the federal government must catch up, said Blumenauer. The American people have elected the most pro-cannabis Congress in American history and significant pieces of legislation are being introduced. The House is doing its work and with the help of Senator Wyden's leadership in the Senate, we will break through. S-420 is part of a package of bills intended to reform federal cannabis policy dubbed by Wyden and Blumenauer as the path to marijuana reform. The other measures in the package, the Small Business Tax Equity Act and the Responsibly Addressing the Marijuana Policy Gap Act. The Small Business Tax Equity Act 
would repeal provisions of the tax code that deny cannabis businesses the right to take the same tax deductions as companies in other industries. The Responsibly Addressing the Marijuana Policy Gap Act would remove federal criminal penalties and civil asset forfeiture for individuals and businesses complying with state law. The bill would also give cannabis businesses legal, under state law, access to banking, bankruptcy protection, marijuana research, and advertising. The bill includes an expungement process for some marijuana convictions, which will reduce some of the damage of the war on drugs, including the denial of federal housing and financial aid. The bill also gives veterans access to legal medical marijuana programs and protects Native American tribes from prosecution under federal cannabis laws. End of article. So what's really huge here is you may not realize it, but cannabis companies cannot use the banking system because at a federal level, medical marijuana is not approved. They're not able to use it for their banking. So they literally have to take the cash and store it in warehouses. And basically there's all this cash floating around because these companies cannot deposit it in the bank. They also are not getting tax deductions. So when you look at the businesses that operate medical marijuana, they cannot take tax deductions. So they cannot be as profitable as other companies. They cannot save money on taxes. It's really being treated completely different than a tobacco company or other drug companies. So this really has to change. At the federal level, marijuana is still listed as a category one drug, which puts it up there with cocaine and heroin, which is ridiculous. And What's really astounding is when you look at opiates and the amount of legal opiates that people are taking in the country and how it kills people, how many people are addicted to it, the opiates are really where the crisis is and should have stronger regulations on them. And the cannabis and medical marijuana use does not harm your liver, does not cause death, does not cause addiction. There are all kinds of benefits to having this be an important medicine for people. There are medical tests that cannabis has passed and epilepsy is one of the main things that it's really helping right now. The medical tests that have come back for the success of using medical marijuana with epilepsy is astounding. And when you see the results and the first drug, that was actually approved by GW Pharmaceuticals, that's pretty amazing. So GW Pharmaceuticals is a biopharmaceutical company that's focused on discovering, developing, and commercializing novel therapeutics from its proprietary cannabinoid product platform in a broad range of disease areas. It has submitted a regulatory application in Europe for treatment of seizures and continues to evaluate Epidiolex, which is a drug that was approved for rare epilepsy conditions and currently has an ongoing clinical trial in a tuberous sclerosis complex. GW commercialized the world's first plant-derived cannabinoid prescription drug, Sativex, which is approved for the treatment of spasticity due to multiple sclerosis in numerous countries outside the U.S. and for which the company is now planning a U.S. phase three trial. Okay, that's right off of the GW Pharmaceuticals website. 
So you see, we're getting medical trials and that's one of the things that the cannabis companies are doing is they're using medical trials to actually prove the efficacy of drugs developed from medical cannabis uses. And so they're proving that it helps different diseases, that it is an important drug, but it's also doesn't have the side effects that a lot of other synthetic drugs have. So we have cannabis potentially disrupting lots of different market categories. That is what is so exciting, is that we have cannabis in the medical space. We have cannabis in the cosmetic space where people are using it for anti-aging. We have it in the pain relief space and also substitute for opioids. We have it in uses of pain relief, not only in a way to, for example, relieve pain when you come out of an operation instead of taking an opioid, but also pain relief in the form of different lotions and things that you can put on your skin. We have the potential for cannabis being in beverages and using different cannabinoids to develop what would make people feel happy, but not necessarily give them a high. So you have ways of taking the THC out of this and separating different cannabinoids so that you can get different effects. So you can have those put into beverages. It doesn't make you sleepy, doesn't make you drowsy, doesn't make you sick, doesn't add calories. Uh, These are all benefits of having different cannabinoids in beverages. So we have the beverage market, maybe the brewing industry being disrupted. Then we have foods and we have edibles with possible cannabinoids. So we have different foods that this can be added to. So you start to see the size of the market for cannabis, medical marijuana, all these different uses, CBD oils. You start to be able to just do a back of the napkin calculation like Bruce Linton, the CEO of Canopy Growth said, to come up with $500 million of market for cannabis medical marijuana uses, just all kinds of different uses. I mean, we're seeing now Coca-Cola and Pepsi in talks with cannabis companies. We saw, of course, Constellation Brands take a $5 billion investment in Canopy Growth. People have talked about Estee Lauder coming into the cannabis market. These are major, huge, multi-billion dollar corporations that want to partner with some of the smaller companies that are growing cannabis, that are separating cannabinoids, that are doing medical trials to prove the efficacy of these medicines that they're coming up with. We have the casual beverage market and food markets. I'm really, you know, not even talking about recreational usage of marijuana because that's really not something that interests me and actually, honestly, not something I'm even in favor of. I don't think anything ingested into your lungs, whether it's tobacco or marijuana or anything else, is probably a good thing for our lungs. So I'm separating all of the recreational use out, but that's a tremendous area of growth as well. So we're seeing that just if you look at the medical uses of cannabis, CBD oil, medical marijuana, it's 
an incredible, huge growth market. Now, if we have federal regulation that says it's legal, and basically that federal regulation is going to push it back to the states and say the states can do what they want and make it legal or not in their state. But what the federal level does is it makes it tax deductible. It makes it a real business. It makes it... Uh, as we said, eligible for certain benefits and even bankruptcy, where if they went out of business, a cannabis company couldn't go through bankruptcy. So now they can. And this is going to make companies so much more profitable. It's going to allow them to go, I would imagine, public on the U.S. stock exchanges. It would allow them to show more profitability when they're a public company. So this is going to be astounding. And of course, the growth that different companies could have because they can consolidate more quickly is also going to be enormous. So that was the first article that really caught my eye. And then I saw the actual legislation that I wanted to read to you because that was also very astounding to see. So this actually came from the US Senate website www.finance.senate.gov and it says U.S. State Senate Committee on Finance and this was dated February 8th, 2019. It says, Wyden introduces S-420 to legalize cannabis. S-420 included in legislative package included by Wyden and Blumenauer to lay foundation for responsible, comprehensive federal regulation of marijuana. It says legislative package also empowers states to implement own marijuana laws. Here's the article, Washington, D.C. Senate Finance Committee Ranking Member Ron Wyden, Democrat, Oregon, today announced introduction of S-420, the Marijuana Revenue and Regulation Act, legislation that would responsibly legalize, tax, and regulate marijuana at the federal level. This legislation is one of three bills introduced in the Senate by Wyden and introduced in the House of Representatives by senior member of the House Ways and Means Committee, Representative Earl Blumenauer, Democrat, Oregon, to preserve the integrity of state marijuana laws and provide a path for responsible federal legislation and regulation of the marijuana industry. The legislative package, the Path to Marijuana Reform, also includes S-421, the Responsibly Addressing the Marijuana Policy Gap Act, which would shrink the gap between federal and state marijuana policies, and S-422, the Small Business Tax Equity Act, which prevents legal marijuana businesses from getting hit with an unfair tax bill. The federal prohibition of marijuana is wrong, plain and simple. Too many lives have been wasted and too many economic opportunities have been missed, Wyden said. It's time Congress make the changes Oregonians and Americans across the country are demanding. Okay, we saw that in the other article. And he continues the quote that I already quoted in the other article, so I'll just skip that. The path to marijuana reform, which was first amended by Wyden and Blumenauer in the 115th Congress, includes the following three bills. Marijuana Revenue and Regulation Act, S-420. This legislation would responsibly deschedule, tax, and regulate marijuana. It would impose an excise tax on marijuana products similar to current federal excise taxes on alcohol and tobacco, escalating annually to a top rate equal to 25% of the sales price. 
marijuana producers, importers, and wholesalers would be required to obtain a permit from the Department of Treasury, and the marijuana industry would be regulated in a manner similar to alcohol. Strict rules would prohibit sale or distribution of marijuana in states where it is illegal under state law. Again, we're seeing that they want to regulate it like alcohol and tobacco. The, the federal government is very anxious to get their taxes on this, okay? There's a lot of sales, both in the illegal marijuana market that they're not getting taxes on, and in the legal marijuana market that they're not getting taxes on. So if they can make marijuana legal, they can put out of business all the illegal drug dealers for marijuana, and they can regulate marijuana, and they can collect tags on that, as well as create jobs with it. So because this is such a huge growth industry, this is something the government is really wanting to get a part of. The second law it would impact is the Responsibly Addressing the Marijuana Policy Gap Act, S-421. This legislation would reduce the gap between federal and state laws by removing federal criminal penalties and civil asset forfeiture for individuals and businesses complying with state law. It would also reduce barriers for state legal marijuana businesses by ensuring access to banking, bankruptcy protection, marijuana research, and advertising. It would protect individual marijuana consumers in states that have legalized marijuana by providing an expungement process for certain marijuana violations, ensuring access to public housing and federal financial aid for higher education, and ensuring that a person cannot be deported or denied entry to the U.S. solely for consuming marijuana in compliance with state law. Finally, it would remove unfair burdens by ensuring veterans have access to state legal medical marijuana and protect Native American tribes from punishment under federal marijuana laws. Okay, we also read that before. The third one is the Small Business Tax Equity Act, S-422. This legislation would treat state legal marijuana businesses like other small businesses by repealing the tax penalty that singles out marijuana businesses and bars them from claiming deductions and tax credits. Okay, and that is enormous, as I said, for profitability of companies, being able to go public. We're decriminalizing marijuana here. This is huge legislation. Now, when do I think this is going to pass? I think it's going to be early March. If I had to guess, I would guess around March 11th. Uh, that is just based on my cycle information. But I think that this takes some time to go through the process. So I wouldn't be running out and making any buying decisions based on this just yet today. I would wait for the market to come to us because I am expecting some bigger downturns in the market. We also yesterday had Aurora Cannabis uh, announce its earnings, and while it was growing at a very fast rate, its margins were condensing. So we saw that it did not have any big upside from its earnings announcement. But it has also been the one that has been mostly tied with rumors about Coke and Pepsi wanting to get involved in the cannabis space. These cannabis companies are talking with many large companies. I did see the Aurora Cannabis CEO talk about not wanting to be in a hurry about partnering with other companies because the value of the cannabis companies is projected to increase over time and they don't feel that they're in any rush to sign up for partnership with these companies. 
On the other hand, Canopy Growth, taking the $5 billion from Constellation, set up a nice war chest for themselves to go out and do some merger and acquisitions and be ready as soon as federal legislation passes in the U.S. As you know, hemp is already legal in the U.S. when President Trump signed in the Farm Bill last October. Hemp is a less potent form of cannabis, and you can create CBD oil from the hemp. So a lot of people have moved full bore into the hemp market in the U.S. because they wanted to be in the U.S. market. The U.S. market being that much, much, much bigger market than Canada. So we have a lot of the Canadian companies being legal right now since marijuana was legalized in Canada last year in October. So we have a lot of Canadian companies trying to set themselves up to be ready to move into the U.S. market when the U.S. market gets legalized. Once you start seeing that this is not only the Canadian market and then moving into the U.S. market, this is actually worldwide. We had Uruguay being the first country to legalize marijuana. We have other countries in Europe legalizing marijuana. In Germany, we have marijuana and medical marijuana being part of the healthcare system. It is actually reimbursed for treatments of medical marijuana. So we have Canadian companies supplying marijuana to German companies and to German patients. We have literally tens of thousands of patients on different prescriptions for medical marijuana. So we're seeing research trials that are done with real live users of medical marijuana. And we're going to come out with, I think, a lot of tests that show success with medical marijuana for different uses, different illnesses, different chronic pains, all these different things. So I'm telling you, I have not been so excited about any investment since the formation of the internet years ago when we could start investing in internet companies. This is going to be a ginormous market and something that we are going to be participating in in my VIP experience. We are getting into this in a big way. And this is something that we just haven't seen anything like this. The potential markets, the potential for the winners in this space. Now, one thing I will say is that there are a lot of young, small companies. This industry is so young, there will be many companies who go out of business. And I think you have to be very, very careful what companies you choose to invest in because many of them will not make it. There's already been problems with certain growers that have had mold problems and they can lose a crop and completely lose their profitability and go out of business. So companies have to know what they're doing. They have to have strict controls on greenhouses or their growing systems or their hydroponics, however they're growing it. They have to be very careful. They have to really understand what they're doing because those that don't do it right are gonna be wiped out. We also are seeing the price of some marijuana plants decline. And because this can be seen as a commodity, people really have to try to differentiate themselves and create a different brand, create different products, create different uses, create different strains of the plant in order to differentiate themselves. Otherwise, if you're just a commodity, then you can you know, go to Latin America and probably grow it a lot cheaper. So these are all the things that you have to consider as an investor and be very, very careful in the companies that you're choosing because it's going to 
create some big winners, but it's going to also create a lot of losers. And so I just want to caution you to be very, very careful in this. One of the reasons why I like the MJ ETF is because it is a diversified portfolio and you have less risk because you're buying a whole portfolio of 30 companies at once. And again, I'm looking for bigger pullbacks in the market in many of these companies. They're looking fully valued right now. This is not a good time to be jumping in. Uh, many of them are rolling over and are at their overbought conditions. And uh, I think we're going to see an ability to buy in at a lower price. So I think we have a little bit of time before this legislation passes, but I wanted to get the news out to you that I was very excited to see major legislation happening for medical marijuana, the regulation of marijuana as an alcohol or a tobacco. That's really where it deserves to be. And the medical uses of this are enormous. I'm excited for the potential and all the things that we are going to find with being able to use this as a very important natural form of medicine that doesn't have side effects, that doesn't kill people, that doesn't cause addiction and ruin people's lives, as we've seen in many cases with opioids. I will post these articles in the show notes so you can read both of the articles and uh, they do have links and you can take a look at the different links and read the actual bills and all of that. So you can take a look and do some further research before making your decision. Again, don't make any decisions based on what you've heard here. Do your research before deciding if this is an investment you want in your portfolio. If we haven't yet connected on Instagram, go to instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones and get my daily wealth tips. My Wealth Heiress book, You're Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now is back in stock on Amazon and Amazon International. So if you are wanting to get up to speed, get a concentrated dose of what I teach, learn the six steps to wealth, get those more in depth, get your millionaire action plan so you can learn how to get compounding your wealth faster, get your wealth errors checklist to make sure you're doing all the things you can do to maximize your wealth building and get you to financial freedom faster. That's on amazon.com in the US and amazon.uk outside of the US. And we still have our sizzle review contest going. That means you have 25 prizes you can win. There are 11 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio sets valued at $197. We have 11 of my Wealth Heiress books that I will personalize for you. And we have three wealth mentoring sessions with me valued at $500. All you have to do is leave a review for the podcast that will get your name in the drawing five times. Leave a book review that will get your name in the drawing seven times. And if you do both, that will get your name in the drawing 10 times. Prizes will be announced on March 30th. And if you've already left a review, thank you so much. You're still entered into the contest as well. If you haven't completed our survey, I am asking listeners to complete 10 quick questions. It'll take you about three minutes to complete the survey. Let me know about you and any suggestions you have for the podcast and what your struggles are so I can tailor make content just for you. The survey is in the show notes. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. 
Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.